Welcome to Lesby Moms, big adventures in queer parenting from two moms. I'm Lindsay. I'm Lana. And here we will share our highs and lows, laughs and cries, successes and mistakes, and everything in between on our journey as first-time parents. It is a hot day here in Oakland. I'm sweating. Kind of reminds me of the day we went into labor. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a hot day, and... We were completely unprepared, I'd say. Yes. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that we went into labor early. We were about... 10 days early. Well, when you gave birth, we were 10 days early. You went into labor about 12 to 13 days. Yes, it was. About two weeks. Yeah, almost. So we had been planning or I had been planning that the baby was going to be late because most of my friends were late and they had to be induced. Yeah. And so I was thinking that the baby was not going to come for like basically another month. Um, And I had planned that out with my work. Like I hadn't planned to take time off yet. I I thought you were crazy because there's no guarantee when the baby will come. And when I talked to my mom, my sister came early. I came early. She was convinced that I was going to have the baby early. At the same time, I really was hoping that I would come around the due date, which was April 25th, and I wanted a Taurus, you know. I love all the Taurus people in my life, and I also love all the Aries. I know you're listening. I love you too, (laughs) but, you know, they can be a little more difficult. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, our best friend is an Aries. That's true. So the Aries don't start hating us. But yeah, so our baby was an Aries. So we were really unprepared. I had actually just come back from a business trip in Portland, been back for like one day. My suitcase was not unpacked. It had was packed with all my stuff from Portland. Yeah. And I had been like packing my calendar up until I really wanted to have a month before the baby came where I wasn't working and was just getting ready for birth and this life changing experience. But being me, I kept packing my calendar with different jobs and all these things I was trying to squeeze in. Plus, a laundry list of like house and home projects to like weed through to get the house ready for the baby. So many people had told us get everything done now because once you have the baby, you'll have no time. I don't actually know if I think that that's completely true, but but we were like touching up the paint in the house. And because there had been like so much rain this spring, it was like never ending. We had some like water leak. We had a hole. We basically, we had a big hole in our dining room ceiling and we were trying to get it fixed before we had the baby. Well, that didn't happen. The day day we went in labor, we had, we cut the giant hole in the ceiling because we thought we had time to get it fixed, but we were back and forth. Do we need to get this fixed? Was the water leak significant or like, is it just some discoloration? But because we were having a baby, we were worried about mold. We don't want to have a baby if there's black mold growing in the walls. So we ended up deciding to like cut a giant hole in. We thought we had time. (laughs) 
Yeah, so we cut a hole in our ceiling literally the day that Lana went into labor. It was that morning. And basically discover that it wasn't a big leak at all. It was nothing. It was basically nothing. Um, We could have painted it. Yeah, we totally could have just put some paint over it. You were really wanting to have a week before the baby where you would just lay on the couch. I did. And by that point also, I was having so much pain. I had this thing called pubic symphysis where it was like my belly was humongo. Every single step I took felt just painful. There was so much pressure and... When you have this, you can't move your legs out of unison. You have to move like a mermaid. Yeah. So like when you're in bed, rolling over and getting out of bed, all of that was just excruciating. So I was hobbling at this point. But Lindsay was also very much looking forward to this documentary that was coming out for SF Film Week. And we were in the middle of the basketball NBA playoffs, which... Oh, yeah. Go Dubs. I'm a big Warrior fan. Huge fan. So, yeah. So it was a Thursday and we had tickets to the opening night for SF Film, which was actually happening at Grand Lake Theater in Oakland. They were going to show Underrated, the Steph Curry documentary. And I was so excited. I have also worked in documentaries before and the director, Pete Nix, is kind of like this famous Bay Area filmmaker and he was going to be there and I thought maybe Steph Curry might be there and I don't know there's a lot of buzz around it so we're stressed out we got the hole in the ceiling but, but we are looking basi- forward yeah. to this yeah. but we're like we're going to this thing we're going with a couple of our friends but it was also at like nine o'clock at night and so I was like going to bed pretty early because I was so exhausted by that time of day. I also wanted to go see this and do something fun. It, it actually was at 9.30, the okay, film 930. premiere. 9.30. But yeah, so it was late for Lana. <laughs> Earlier that morning... Oh yeah, so that morning I when I woke up, I like think my mucus plug had come out. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up. <laughs> yeah, so, so I wrote my doctor and the nurse line writes back and they were like, brown blood is normal in pregnancy. Like you only need to be concerned if it's like bright red. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like, oh, no, this baby's coming. I'm like so stressed out kind of feeling. Lana knew. And, and Lindsay was like, no, you're fine. Like, yeah, I was like, the baby's, the not, baby's not coming for a month. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're so early. Yeah, I was and like, there's I no was... way we're going to have the baby like this today or this weekend. Yeah. And I was just like feeling the intuition again of I don't know. I feel like she's coming and I'm not ready. I wanted to have some time to rest and <laughs> we have a hole in our ceiling. Basically, like the rest went about our business the rest of the day, like was trying to like ignore the fact that this mucus plug had come out and like it seemed to peter off, not be your bleeding petered yeah. off. Yeah. So about like eight ish, we um, go down to meet uh, up with our friends, meet up with our friends at Natural Wine Bar Ordinaire. Lana is definitely feeling kind of uncomfortable, but again, she's at the end of her pregnancy and she's sort of been uncomfortable she's had the pubic symphysis so it didn't seem that unusual yeah um, at first but i was like at my max because i would always try to get cute anytime we'd go out (laughs) but like this night i was like i'm wearing my hoodie and i'm wearing some stretchy pants and i don't even care i did have on my warriors t-shirt that candace gave me (laughs) go dubs i just was struggling 
So we are at the wine bar, sitting down. Chairs become very apparently like uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I could hardly sit. I just was like on the edge of the chair, like trying to get comfortable. <laughs> and finally, was like, All right, I'm gonna just go to the bathroom so I yeah, can stand Lana up and just like not like, have to sit for a minute. Lana's just like wiggling around in the chair as like we're drinking a glass of wine with our friends Cynthia and Alex. Like, and I don't hide my like feelings no. well on my face, so it was quite apparent I was uncomfortable. So I go to the bathroom and. When I stand up, it's like a gush of red blood. So I was like, oh, no, like what's happening? And I go back out to the table and I just start crying. And I'm like, I think it's happening. Mm-hmm. And you're just like shaking yeah. kind of uncontrollably. And I like tell you all what's going on. And we decide, OK, I'll call the nurse line. You were very much. All right, let's go to this. <laughs> this documentary. Well, I think I was in shock. I did not. I still did not think it was happening. I had heard so many stories of people that were like, early labor is really long, and I watched movies, or I went on a hike. Yeah. And so I think I was sort of like, maybe we can go see this movie. You were like, yeah, we'll be sitting. It'll be fine. I'm like, I cannot even sit right now. Like, And then I was bleeding, and... When I finally got to speak to a nurse, they were like, you need to come into labor and delivery now. I was like, what? Oh, my God. When we heard that, we were like, oh, my God. Like, we're we're not packed. Yeah. We, we're so unprepared. The car seat's not installed. Yeah. And so our friends who were great and they ended up helping us later, Cynthia and Alex, they sort of like walked us to our car and we're like, oh, my God. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. We'll text you after the movie. We were also like, okay, well, do we like swing by the house first and get some stuff or should we just go straight there? We went straight there. So when we arrived at the hospital, they sent us to the triage area where they like check you out and see if are you going into labor or not. And then after that, they'll admit you. And it was a wonderful surprise that the midwife that I'd been seeing the whole time was the one on call that night. That was kind of comforting. And she, like, checked me out and put a, like, monitor to check the baby out. And she was like, basically, you're going to have this baby in the next 24 to 48 hours. And we were like, what? Yeah, well, she was like, the baby is doing fine. But she was like, you're having you're starting to have early contractions. My jaw dropped like I was like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. And she also was like, but we do want you to stay because of the bleeding that I was having. There was enough bleeding that she was worried about a placenta abruption. But she did note that potentially we would spend the night and be able to go home in the morning if it was still seeming like early labor and the bleeding stops stopped. Yeah. But they wanted to admit us for that night. And so they gave us a room. And at this place, there was the option to either have like a big shower or a like jacuzzi tub. And we had decided beforehand, oh, let's do the shower and we told the nurse that was like waiting on us that we wanted one of those rooms 
But somehow we ended up with like the interior interior room. So no windows. Yeah, we wanted a shower room because they had windows and we thought, oh, that might be nice. They had those rooms available, but we had kind of like a kooky nurse. She was actually great, but she was very bizarre. And somehow she gave us an interior room, which actually ended up being great because it was like a womb. We like kind of lost track of day and time and it actually ended up being amazing, but it was not what we wanted at that time. And we were just like, okay. They were big rooms though. It was a very big room. So at this point, I'm kind of like, here we are. And we don't have any of our stuff because we've just come here from the wine bar from Ordinaire. By the time we get settled into the room, I feel like it's already like 1130. So it's late. Okay, I'm going to run home to get all of our stuff and come back. And by running home to get all our stuff, I mean running home to pack, put the car seat in the car, like all the things that like we were supposed to do. In the next two weeks. Yeah, we were supposed to do before and have all this stuff ready. So I run home and Cynthia and Alex have just gone out of the movie and luckily for me, oh, if you're hearing that, that's actually Frances uh, breastfeeding. She's joined us. We're podcasting as she eats. (laughs) But so I run home and Alex and Cynthia have gone out of the movie premiere and actually come to help me, which was awesome because yeah I was pretty frantic I was really like uh had a lot of anxious nervous energy I really thought I was going to forget something I definitely did forget things but luckily Lana's sister came the next day and brought those things that I forgot we were like moving in like we had had we'd had a packing list so at least I could use that but we had a lot of stuff on that list we had like a big giant blanket so that Lana could lay down to be on all fours We had like pillows. pillows. (laughs) I wanted fresh cut flowers from our garden. We had lots of like lavender sprays. We had like a jam box. I don't know. I really felt like I was just bringing like the whole house. Well, it ended up taking me six trips. Alex and Cynthia were able to help me bring it all to the hospital. But then for whatever reason, they could not come up to the room. So they would wait in the lobby and I would just come down and get it and go back up and come down and get it and go back up. And the whole time, like all the nurses were sort of making fun of me. Our kooky nurse kept on being like, we have everything you need. And I was like, you don't know my wife. Oh, this was (laughs) not just me. This was you too. Well, the accommodations at the hospital for the partner are pretty terrible. So I had this tiny couch that was like, not only was it like short, but it was also skinny and like hard as a rock. I could not sleep on it. So I ended up actually asking the nurse if they had like a rollaway cot. Yeah. Well, you were about to have a fit because you were complaining about the couch. You're like, I cannot sleep here. And... (laughs) Like, I'm having contractions and bleeding over here. Yeah. And but- I'm like, just ask for a cut. <laughs> well, yeah. I Well, I was also like, the support person needs to be comfortable because, like, we're also, like, that's true. not going to sleep well and, you know, be up all the time. But anyways, I asked for a cot and they got me a cot, which was better. Um, It was not that great, though, but it at least was manageable. Like, I could. But I don't think we slept much that first night. 
We definitely didn't sleep much that first night. So by the time I brought everything up, you know, I've, of course, me, I like want to organize everything up there too. Like I'm opening up all these like cabinets that I don't even know if I should be like stuffing clothes in different places. I feel like it was like 2 a.m. or something. And of course, you're in a hospital. And so there's all the beeps and all the lights and all the noises. And I had brought a bunch of lights, actually, uh, Casper lights. So they kind of like dim They're really cool lights. I had three of them so you know it was a it was a mood when we you definitely say? had a nice mood and vibe that we were creating yeah and i had to throw like a towel over the like hospital screen yeah because it was so bright but i'm pretty sure you took like a benadryl to get some sleep i definitely did <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like in and out of sleeping yeah your contractions were pretty mild then though right i think that they they weren't terrible i was like dealing with them pretty okay and then the next day excuse her she had a cough (laughs) um the next day i would say they started picking up the contractions because we are still kind of assuming that we might be able to go home oh yeah um they come and they check me so they come and they check lana early in the morning and it's a different midwife because the way alta bates the hospital we gave birth works is that the midwives are on shifts and this was actually a midwife that was my OBGYN. So it was kind of cool. We actually saw this like assortment of midwives. They were all incredible. But it was just nice to like keep on seeing like these different familiar faces. She comes in and we're kind of thinking, oh, maybe we can go home. But she's like, the bleeding is still significant enough that we want you to stay. And we actually want to induce labor. And Lana was at this point. You were one centimeter. Yeah. And, but you were like 70 or 80% a face. They decided, well, it would be best to induce me or like they wanted labor to progress and speed up because the chances of the placenta, placenta. abruption were going up. And I guess they were like, if you have a placenta abruption, that can mean an emergency C section. So that was scary. Our first option of inducing labor, I mean, they go through all the options with us, including Pitocin, but we could try to get it going basically naturally and also with a Foley balloon. So they put in the Foley balloon. Uh, Lana's sister gets there a few hours later. And so the care team ended up being me and Lana's sister. And we're trying to get it going naturally. We have the balloon in and that can take up to 12 hours. But we're also walking around. We're using the yoga ball, doing the counter pressure. And your contractions start speeding up. Oh, yeah. They really were picking up. As soon as my sister was there, like it was on we were dancing for a while and they were really getting heavy yeah the midwife and the nurses are like this is great like this is exactly what we want what we want and you've been doing this naturally because lana was not ready to go um into the pitocin but that goes on all day yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm like starting to get really tired because it was intense 10.45 at night, I think the folly balloon had been in 12 hours, so they wanted to check again. And it was like only 4% or 4 centimeters dilated. So then at that point, we had like a different midwife that I had also seen along the way during the pregnancy. And she was like really saying, I think we need to start the Pitocin. Well, Pitocin mimics your natural hormone, oxytocin, that really speeds up contractions but it can make them way more intense and 
more painful. And at that point, I was so tired because it had been like 24 hours since the whole ordeal started. I was getting just like weak. And when I was laying down to try to like deal with the contractions resting, they were kind of like petering off and slowing down. So I had to be like actively going to keep the labor progressing but at that point I was just like okay yeah you had to be moving around in order for the contractions to stay like two minutes apart so at that point the conversation of like the epidural and pitocin came up and and it was, was like talking about it in context of your exhaustion and yeah. like needing you to uh preserve energy to push or yeah you know for the final final act so I ended up deciding to get the epidural but like when this conversation started I started getting like the shakes and I think it was just the adrenaline adrenaline coursing through my body like the thought of the epidural just was like intense um and also the contractions so I was like kind of super shaky which was scary i really um can think that the staff at all debates and the midwives that we saw were also great because they were never pushing us to make any of these decisions of the epidural or pitocin they would like stay with us and like give us space to like discuss ask questions kind of like ruminate um be emotional and they were very like incredible yeah and i also have to say you were very incredible at this point too because i was having a hard time and you were really advocating for me asking a lot of questions and bringing up a lot of concerns and like looking out for my best interest and that was incredible well thank you oh my god (laughs) finally no i i mean because i had said earlier in a previous episode that i was wanting lana to get an epidural i was really not trying to push her especially here we are at the hospital I was just trying to ask all the questions that we had talked about to get more clarity of like what decision you wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what Lana decided, which was fine, but was to have the Pitocin and the epidural essentially at the same time. So we got the, I got the epidural and at like midnight yeah. <laughs> on Friday. And then I think the Pitocin started at like 2 a.m. or something. Yeah, the epidural was incredible because, yeah, I was able to sleep. So the epidural was the only time in the whole um, birthing process that we interacted with a man. Yeah. Um, And he was fine, but it was, I felt like really well taken care of by all of this like female energy. And even him being there was a little strange. I mean, it was a little strange. And you were also like standing up for me, like making sure I was okay, because he was kind of like, all right, let's like do this. Like I do it all the time. Yeah, he was kind of pushy. He was a little pushy to like get it going and i mean probably because he had other people to give the epidural there were to. a lot of people having babies <laughs> so that he wasn't night. as patient with us as say the midwives and nurses yeah. who had let us basically he try was like, to have this natural is fine. labor this is safe it's like he was hours. giving me all the like percentages of the risk and it's like he was like that means virtually very low risk yeah so that was interesting but also incredible because then i was able to rest and when i woke up the next morning they were like you're having contractions every one to two minutes very strong good contractions yeah i was like wow i feel nothing (laughs) 
the epidural let Lana actually sleep and not be woken up every time she had a contraction. Yeah. So she just kind of slept through all of these intense contractions. And then I slept on my cot and Wendy, Lana's sister, slept on that terrible couch. But, but she did not sleep she well. She didn't sleep well. I think she slept the worst. I yeah. also, again, took another like Benadryl <laughs> so I could sleep. <laughs> the next morning, they like, we're just watching contractions and then I would say like around 10 something I felt a big pop and that was the water breaking <laughs> and so I like call the nurse and they're like yep your water broke and they check me and I was dilated and they're like all right it's time it's to time to push push I don't know it felt so intense i feel like for me because i feel like the whole thing of you being pregnant and such a waiting game and also we had been in the hospital at this point uh, i'm trying to think of how like 36 hours yeah um about yeah and so it's sort of like oh wow now it's time (laughs) yeah it was kind of crazy like uh, the time had arrived and i was like okay wow and It all just kind of unfolded in a way. Okay, we're doing this. Like, I never really feel like I was told how to do this or what to do, but, like, it was just kind of happening, like, happening to my body. One thing that I was had thought about when I was, like, pushing and going to have the baby, a friend had said that she asked for a mirror and, like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Really thought that was cool. And so... I knew this wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I was, you know, I was like kind of curious and also thought it might like help to see what was happening to like push. Yeah. So we're starting to push. And I, I mean, all in all, I think Lana pushed for about an hour, uh, a little bit, hour and a half, hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't seem to be that long. It didn't actually, seem that at long. All. But so we're starting to push and Wendy is like up at Lana's like kind of shoulder area. I'm down um, holding one leg. Yeah, I would say the the one, like, thing about an epidural that is so bizarre is that, like, you don't have any control over your lower body. So, in some ways, then it's just, like, we're... Well, I could kind of move my legs. And at that point, also, I can feel pressure. Every time I have a contraction, it doesn't hurt, but there's definitely pressure. Lana's maybe been pushing for 20 minutes, and then asked for a mirror i could tell that the nurse was like are you sure (laughs) um but got it for lana anyways and you it was not for me (laughs) well i'll just say that i was like shocked i was like okay no that's enough and i probably scarred my sister with that as well because then she could see (laughs) So the the mirror got rolled away the after mirror got rolled away after like a minute. We had an amazing playlist going. The room smelled of jasmine because it was blooming at that time, and we brought some in. And we had a new midwife on duty, Beverly, and she was maybe the best out of all of four that we saw. I mean, we liked all of them, but she like had great energy. Yeah, she was super sweet. It was kind of like a party when we were pushing. What song was she born to? Ain't no stopping us now. Ain't no stopping us now. Yeah, and then I felt the head. It's kind of like, I mean, I had the front row seat. Um, It's just sort of incredible what the human body does. But I would say it was funny when she finally came out because it's like the headlight just like pops out like, and then it's like the midwife just went in and like 
pulled the rest of the body out. Like, it's like, plop, plop. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately they took Francis up to Lana and, yeah. like. And it was incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. And Fran- and we got. It was so sweet. When Lindsay first saw the head, she was counting, like, the pushing, like, one, two, like, to ten. And her, like, counting started getting really shaky. She started crying. It was so sweet. Yeah, well, it's a very... Uh, it was intense. Transformational. Transformational. <laughs> they were right. Yeah. Then, I don't know, it was kind of incredible. We I think we were in that room for, like, four hours or something, just doing, like, chest to chest. And basically just with the nurse. Um, skin to skin. Skin to skin. But Francis from the beginning was um the nurse kept on being like, She's not crying. She was just very chill. Mm-hmm. Peaceful, sweet. And yeah. But you will find out later if it stayed that way. <laughs> <laughs> so after several hours of just being in this bliss room, like we got transferred to a room and because we had been at the hospital so long by that point, you were ready to like break out, get the heck out of the hospital. And so we just like kept asking them to like, can we leave? Can we leave? And finally they let us leave. (laughs) I guess most people stay in the hospital for two nights after the baby is born. We only stayed one night, but we had also been in labor since Thursday night. So I was like... We got to get out of here. I want to get home. But they left us alone. I just have other friends who, once they were in the recovery room, they had nurses around that were like showing them how to do everything or helping them out. That wasn't really our case. But I don't think we really needed a lot of help. That's the birth story. I'm sure we've left out a lot of things. One fun fact that I found out once we were in the recovery room is that Steph Curry had his children at the hospital. I think all three, the nurse said. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun fact and, you know, just kind of tied it all together for me, you know, going to see the premiere, not being able to see the premiere, and then giving birth in the hospital where he had his kids. Incredible. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Comments or questions are always welcome. We love hearing from other queer parents. Our email is lesbiemomspodcast at gmail.com. That's L-E-Z- podcast at gmail.com and thank you to our executive producer and engineer Candace Magania this podcast was recorded in Oakland, California subscribe wherever you get your podcast next week tune in and we'll tell you about what happens when the baby comes home live, laugh, lesbian, lesbian.